The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you what, who deserves a shot in the United States Heavyweight I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned the title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, he's 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? This guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious Hypnosis. Let's get some psychosis, psychosis. Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to the Rawcast. I'm your host, Don Delorente, and I'm joined with my co host, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese. What's going on, Mo? Hey, Dom, heard any great, well, I heard any great, but heard any wrestling news as of late? <laughs> Man, I heard it was some, uh, some, 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 some shady stuff going on up in Titan Towers, man. Yeah, man, so, you know, soon as we ended last week. Oh, hell broke loose. Cycle, the new cycle faucet just got turned on. Yeah, man. And it ain't turned off. Nope. Yeah. We'll get into it. Just an amazing, amazing week of developments since we last talked to you here on the WrestleCast slash the RawCast. So thank you for joining us here on the CSPN. Continue to follow us on Twitter at the WrestleCast. You can find us on the web at CSPN.us. You can also share your commentary with Color Week with us each and every Monday night. By using the hashtag Rawcast. So we start with Bianca Belair coming out for a promo. She says that the match with Rhea Ripley isn't happening for now because Rhea Ripley is not medically cleared. Uh, do you think it's something with her mouth? Because remember, she got shown with the braces or she had to get some dental work done because she needed herself yeah. in the mouth. Yeah, they themselves in the mouth. I was like, how do you yourself? <laughs> Those ropes, man. Those ropes are dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Binky wants to know who gets the title shot at Money in the Bank. So she says, tonight we're going to have five women competing in the form of Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Carmella, Asuka, and Becky Lynch. They're going to have a fatal five-way, and whoever wins that match will be her opponent at Money in the Bank. So all five competitors come out one by one to say why they should get the title shot while also taking shots at each other. Bianca Belair says she is ready for a fight, so let's have the match. Uh, Most notably, Carmella, I think, caught caught the harshest strays out of this exchange between these five. Oh, she did. Oh, she did. Now, see, I'm going to go through with this match. Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Asuka, Becky Lynch, and Carmella. Fatal five-way. Becky escapes the Asuka lock and hits the manhandle slam on Asuka. But Bliss comes off the top for the save and gets her own two count with Liv Morgan and Carmelo making their own saves. Becky then drops Liv Morgan but then gets pulled to the floor by Asuka for her save. Bliss tries Twisted Bliss but hits the raised knees of Liv Morgan only to have Carmella superkick Liv Morgan for the pin and Carmella will be facing 
Bianca Belair at Money in the Bank. It was a swear, bro, because I swore the only reason Carmella was out here was to take the pin. Nah, somebody was, I think a couple people say that they said the thing from wrong, so. <laughs> oh, God. Not surprising that she, that Carmella got, she wanted to wrestle Bianca, which is like, um, why? I want to, I mean, granted, you know, I, I, I want to see Mickey wrestle. But give me a, a pony that's going to be worth her time. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen this enough times on SmackDown already. We have seen this. And then they made, and they was making reference to James Ellsworth as well, too. So Right. Right. So after the match, Becky is upset. She's yelling about not being in Money in the Bank. But after the break, She's still yelling, and eventually she will get a Money in the Bank qualifying match against Asuka later in the evening. Becky is still not pleased. Okay, so so this qualifying match was promoted like all weekend and in the beginning of the day that Asuka and Becky were going to wrestle for the Money in the Bank qualifying match. But then somehow they had to, I guess they found out Rhea wasn't going to be available, so they had to redo the beginning and so Becky and Asuka are going to end up wrestling twice on the same show. Right. That too. And it was like Liv Morgan was going to be in the back. He was like, Liv Morgan's already qualified, so... Right. You know, so you knew she wasn't going to take... She wasn't going to get in the room. Right. Tells you just how thin that roster is right now, bro. I mean, they had plenty of women that could have done things and and, and fulfilled these roles. You know, you had, you had your Dakota Kai's, you had your Tiga Knots, you had your um, Tony Storms. You just you kept bad booking and, and just, and it's not treating them right. You had, which thing was there too on the main roster? Could have had her, um, got her tooled up. Um, Rihanna, um, Oh, talking about BFAB? Yeah, BFAB, yeah. Could mm-hmm. have had her got tuned up or something like that if you wanted to, you know. You had, you had women up there. And you still got some women that's still up there, but you're still not, you're not using them. Mm-hmm. See, this would have been a cool thing for, like, Shotzi to have been in. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, try to advance somebody else. I know Shotzi and Ali are going to have their money in the bank qualifying match, and they have their little, you know, side story going but even if it was just a surprise person from NXT, you know, just spice it up a little bit. Yeah, give us like give us a, you know somebody that we didn't we wouldn't wouldn't even expect. They did, and, Carmella. Again, <laughs> just I, fucking, I, she, you know, she don't care. <laughs> um, she's so annoying. It's like this whole booking shit is just so it's just so annoying, and it's just like kind of just makes me like roll my eyes at the front of it. It's like you have talent there, but you're not using them right. Just keep shoehorning the same women into the same spots. I'm just like, dude, like, what are you doing? Yeah, the the amount of repetitive matches is what's really starting to get to me, man. It's like, oh, this has always been a problem, but now that the roster is so thin, it is just a glaring weakness now. So, um, 
Vince McMahon just gonna come out in the middle of the show, just you know, <laughs> hey, it's what we do now. So, he's, go ahead, go ahead. I don't know, I don't know what Vince was on, but he had a <laughs> lot of energy. He looked real spry stepping out there. I mean, he was almost doing Seth Rollins out there, the way that he was dancing and jigging around. He says this week marks the. Uh, 1,517th episode of Raw continuing its role as the longest-running weekly episodic show in history. For that, Vince thanks the fans for being there for them. He says 20 of those years have been dominated by John Cena, who will be back next week. That's the end of the speech. Uh, Vince hops around the ring a little bit more. Then he goes to get out of the ring, almost tripped and falls, but uh, gathers it back up, goes down about two steps, and then jumps off the to, you know, jumps down and misses the last three. Uh, so, yeah, I this was freaking Tom Cruise on the couch version <laughs> of Vince McMahon right here. It's like, what it's like, is he doing? It's like, hey, I'm in the news this week, so let me just go back on both my shows and say, hey, <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> right. Business as usual, folks. It's like, this is strange. Very, very strange. It, now, see, the first time, it's like, okay, he came out there and you're expecting something big. I, I, I'm sorry, or whatever the fuck, whatever it's going to be. And then he you know, just, you know, he I just, know you saw, heard the news, and, you know, I want to, you know, just let you know, you know, I'm cooperating and just stand the album, but nope, y'all hate this to, I'm you know, give us the, the model. Right. <laughs> Gives us the tagline and it's like, okay, welcome to SmackDown. Like, dude, they could have they could have done that before the show started. They could have been the dark at the end of the dark match. Or whatever. But okay, Vince. Yeah, sure. I guess they wanted them ratings, man. Gotta get the minds on there somehow, I guess. Um so we get a video on Roman and Riddle from SmackDown with Roman, of course, retaining, but getting taken out by the returning Rock Lesnar. Oh, my goodness. Go I was listening. I saw I was on TikTok earlier, and I, there was a clip of, um, I think, Dave Legato from Buster Over Radio, and he was um, going down the years that Rock and Roman had wrestled each other and they even they had like eight matches over the past some odd years against each other. And I'm just like, you know, this is what we this is what we have to get. Yeah, going back to the well, player. I'm just sitting there thinking, they was like, what was going to happen? Next thing you know, I started seeing people saying Rock, Rock's head. I was like, Rock, that's the problem. Okay. They may have more um, um, d- definitive, defined dates on Brock Lesnar at this point than they do Roman. To be honest with you. Yes. And and so, I mean, he has a point. Like, oh, he never got his rematch from WrestleMania or whatever. But you know, it's kind of a weird way to. You know, forget about you, and then you just come back out of blue. But it's what we got. 
So Riddle comes out for a promo before his Money in the Bank qualifying match. Before the match, Riddle talks about swearing vengeance against Roman Reigns for injuring Randy. He says he got this close on SmackDown to win the title, but a big spear was enough to beat him. He says he can't challenge for the title again, but he can win Money in the Bank and cash in to end Reigns' reign of terror. So we hear about the other participants with Riddle wanting to hit Seth Rollins with the ladder for what he did to Cody Rhodes. So almost an MVP interrupt with MVP suggesting that Riddle is really high right now if he thinks he has a chance against Amos. Says tonight Riddle is going to have a bad come down when Amos slams him down. Riddle likes to joke but promises to take Amos down with an RKO and, you know, the crowd participation uh, follows. <laughs> MVP was like, boy, you must be on that shit then rappers be on. <laughs> Because <laughs> you go, because you real high right now. You think you're gonna be an almost <laughs> uh, money in the bank qualifying matchup: Riddle versus Amos. Some running shots by Riddle in the corner are cut off by a toss across the ring from Amos. The floating bro staggers Amos, but the RKO is countered into the choke bomb for the pin, and Amos advances to money in the bank. Before we talk about what happened afterwards, uh, what you think about Amos here? Um, so this is what happened. So after um, Vince came out there and you know said his little thing, I ended up taking the little nappy nap. Uh oh. And so then I knew this match was coming up, but then I woke and I woke up and it was. Um, Somebody else was on. And I was just like, uh. And I kind of went and saw. And then I went to Twitter and saw what happened. I said, oh, wow. So almost qualifying. They they trying their best. <laughs> <laughs> they trying their best. Couldn't hold, to, couldn't hold your attention, huh? I tried. I tried, but Vince came out. Vince came out there, you know, and his, you know, you know, parading himself around. I was like, uh, that time. <laughs> uh, I was surprised that almost one, I thought some way, somehow Riddle was going to, you know, kind of get um, his, his way back into the, um, into the, the money debate match, but that's not, I thought that, um, you know, they did the best that they could to kind of make almost look as strong as possible. Riddle is getting to that point where he can have a good match with just about anybody. And, you know, he, he can make it work. So uh, he did his part. And uh, so, yeah, everybody's going to – they got to have some type of high flyer in this match besides yeah. Seth Rollins if almost is going to be in it. Somebody that he can – the high flyer can jump off of and do pretty cool stuff too. But after the match, almost lays Riddle out again with the choke bomb and leaves. That's when Seth Rollins in the uh, Pepto Bismol suit comes dancing to the <laughs> ring. Rollins kicks him to the floor and laughs at Riddle for losing back to back matches. Seth promises to win the brief briefcase and cash it in on Roman Reigns, who has been ducking him since the Royal Rumble. 
The speech takes so long that Riddle gets back in the ring only to get kicked in the ribs and then stomped by Seth Rollins. So, so real quick. Now, I want to say probably 20... Well, Riddle's been with the company for a couple years now, right? At least four. Main okay. roster, maybe... Yeah, maybe three of the main roster, maybe. Okay. Yeah, three for the... No, if I was... Say, he had two years... Done, I thought it was two years done NXT. Or something. Anyway. Yeah. But just remember... I'll say a couple of years ago, this this interaction wouldn't have, wouldn't have happened. Mm. Mm. No, because um, Riddle wife was talking trash about Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. And it caused some friction between him and Seth. So, the fact that this is happening is it's hilarious to me. <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except someone's gonna suck on that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I said he he got definitely loving this. Definitely, I said he's definitely loving this. You know, he's being a professional, but in the inside, it's like to kick your ass. <laughs> His theory, we're gonna run it back from last week, Mo. He's on the pose down platform for a promo. After looking at a recap, a theory spraying that baby oil on Bobby Lashley in his face to blind him. Theory brags about how great he is and how no one can touch him. He says next week is a 20-year celebration of John Cena, but Cena's time is up and it's Austin Theory's time now. Theory does some poses. Uh, you know, he's got the uh, Steve Jobs mic and he's, you know, bragging about his different poses. Bobby Lashley pops up behind him. So once Theory gets through doing all his poses, of course, it's time for the selfie. So he takes the selfie and he sees Bobby Lashley, who blinds Theory with baby oil. The spear cuts Theory down, and Lashley promises to take that U.S. title at Money in the Bank. It's a far cry from grabbing that dude's replica uh, WWE title from the U.S. title, but, you know. At least you're in the title picture, Bobby. Uh, you think this was more? This was this was the perfect place for this segment this week, not the fucking main event. Right. Even though this was better than the main event, though. Because uh, Bobby popping up behind. Whoa, 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 What? I said this was better than the thing they did for the main event segment last week, I thought. Oh, I'm talking about this week. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, as A, we agreed that last week that joint was in the wrong spot. It shouldn't have been the main event. So this week, I'm saying it was placed in the right spot and I thought it was better than what they did last week. Okay, I thought you were talking about this week's main event. I'm about to say Speaking blasphemy, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you about to you about, you about to be speaking some blasphemy on this here episode? No, the uh, the main event here was was very high level. Um, oh. It was it was a uh, you know rewind, watch, rinse, and repeat, but very high level. Um, so we recap is getting thrown out of Judgment Day, but Judgment Day is not on the card. 
Um, Theory is annoyed about Bobby Lashley, who doesn't deserve a U.S. title match. However, Adam Pearce has ruled that if Lashley can win a gauntlet match tonight and gets the title shot and money in the bank, three opponents will be named. So, now it's time for the highlight of this whole show. Oh, not quite yet. Well, the highlight for Moti to underscore Reese, probably, if you would have saw it. Jay Uso versus Angelo Dawkins. Some right hands rot Dawkins, and we take an early commercial break. Come back with Jay hitting a pop-up neck breaker for a two-camp, but walking into the silencer. A super kick drops Dawkins, so Jay goes up top, only to dive right into the sky high, sky high. And Angelo Dawkins gets the win over Jay Uso. This is where I woke up at. Oh, you you right in time for the sky high. Huh? <laughs> This is where I woke up. Spidey sense for Angela Dawkins was tingling. <laughs> this is where I woke up and I was like, oh. I said, Angela beat Jay. I said, I'm sure, I'm sure um, the WrestleCast folks are probably shocked about that one. <laughs> yeah, I woke up and for the end of this match. So. Um, Angela Dawkins looked good. That's some good aggression. Um, you know, they're... but um, but I don't know. But Montez Ford has picked up steam amongst everybody. Mm-hmm. You heard when uh, Miss Jupiter Julep was trying to was like, well, who do you think Carmelo Hayes can 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 main event WrestleMania with for the title? Montez Ford. That's easy. Yeah. <laughs> Very easy. That's easy. That would be, that would be a main event. I will definitely pay to go see. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, that that would be so fire, so so fire. But you, you, you always talk about that one. <laughs> but yeah, man, Angela Dawkins. Um, you know, we I make my jokes about Angela Dawkins and stuff, but I can't deny that man, Angela Dawkins definitely improved since he's been up on the main roster and he gets a chance to showcase his talents in these single match matches. He usually does a very good job. So, congrats to him getting the win over Jay Uso. So we see Elias in the back playing his guitar when Ezekiel comes in to say Elias is his number one fan. They sit on the couch together with Elias talking about going around the world, writing songs, and playing shows. Elias says he is a changed man and he won't be insulting Nebraska when he goes out there. He is proud of what Ezekiel has done and hits the walk with Elias' catchphrase. So here's Elias in the ring for his concert. After hitting the catchphrase, what does WWE stand for? Walk with Elias. Elias is ready for a song about Ezekiel, but here comes Kevin Owens to interrupt. Owens doesn't buy any of this and accuses them of making a fake video. Owens was like, I saw a movie with a T-Rex in it last week. <laughs> Ezekiel pops up on the screen to say that there are different people and wishes Elias luck with the concert. Owens is a little bewildered and Elias sings about how he is back for one night and how Kevin Owens is a liar. Well, that's enough for Kevin Owens, who goes after Elias but gets beaten down. We get a guitar to the back of Kevin Owens that sends him bailing out of the ring. Man, that was a <laughs> a shot on or KO, and I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, all right. I was like, I said, woke me up for this one, Vince. Got me. <laughs> this is when we need Didi Jonet's uh, expertise about the two Eliases. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is a. Uh, this is almost as good as as we give a shout out to uh, Dave Hebner when they did the referee uh, switch. Because is that in your in your notes? Yeah, 
for this yes. week. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, but talk, we'll, we'll talk about them later. I'll, we'll talk about them later. But yeah, I remember that referee switch. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they did the, uh, they did the, you know, that was a, that was a lie. Damn it, it's real to me. Right. Uh, Still real to me. <laughs> so we cut back to uh, the back where we see, uh, you know, like the gorilla position or whatever, where Kevin Owens falls through the curtain after being blasted with the guitar. He explains how Elias did all of that and blames Elias for everything. He wants to face Elias, Ezekiel, or their younger brother, Elrod, next week. (laughs) So here is Ezekiel to accept the challenge. Owen is so mad that he sits down in the chair and he just yells, Elrod! Ah, see, that's what I'm saying. Kevin always is making this. It's making this is why this makes this one of my favorite stories of the um of the current, like the current pro wrestling. <laughs> Even uh, Matt Matt Cardona was saying, he said this was um, great storytelling. He said, "We say I'm um um um, we say I'm sports entertained." <laughs> <laughs> Um, gauntlet match Bobby Lashley defeats Chad Gable with the Hurt Lock this was a very good match a lot of good uh, technical uh, amateur wrestling in this one Bobby gets a win over Otis due to interference by Gable Uh, so more of a powerhouse match between Otis and Bobby in the third match Lashley beats Theory when he counters the A-Town down into a roll up and so Bobby Lashley earns his United States title match at Money in the Bank. I was just thinking um, when back on SmackDown when um, Bianca Belair had to um, run a gauntlet and when Chad Gable pops up and said, here's your next challenge and Otis comes popping out from behind the steps and she <laughs> picks up Otis and walks him, walks him over, over her shoulders up to, that, um, to the line. I was like, I said, "Could this be?" I said, "I said, Vicky just everything." <laughs> uh, Bianca Belair isn't surprised about Carmella getting the title shot and lists off her catchphrases until Carmella jumps her from behind. I mean, just random corner. Now it's time for Ms. TV with special guest AJ Styles. Ms. mocks AJ Styles' theme song. Ms. talks about how Styles has been on the losing streak in, we- in recent weeks and calls AJ a failure. Ms. insults the University of Nebraska, but AJ sucks up to them, saying that this is corn husker country. AJ thinks Ms. must be annoyed with his popcorn-sized testicles, but Ms. insists that this will not become a thing. He brags about all of his success until AJ talks about how he has had some issues of late. The brawl is on, though, with Ciampa coming in to knock AJ to the outside. That brings us to Ciampa versus AJ Styles. The chin lock goes on, but Styles is back with the fireman's carry, backbreaker for a two count. Ciampa is back up with the right hand, but the fairy tale ending is countered with the backdrop. The phenomenal forearm finishes off Ciampa. After the match, AJ Styles lays out an abating Miz and steals his sunglasses. Well, we didn't lay him out here with the uh, gold crush. No, that's gold crush. No, no. 
phenomenal form. No, the other one. Oh, the Styles Clash. Yeah, Styles Clash. Yeah. Um, this was like two years ago. This probably been the match I've been working with, with what seems for AJ and Tommaso Ciampa. But with Tommaso Ciampa's current role or the main roster, um, this would have been a banger match in in in, in a Triple H's NXT. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A couple of days, like two years ago, this definitely would have been a match to watch. Veer Mahan talks about how awesome he is and promises more destruction. He wants people to fear him. And now it's time for our main event, Money in the Bank qualifying matchup, Becky Lynch versus Asuka. Asuka hits a missile drop kick for a two camp for the hits of the apron. Becky stomps her way out of a powerbomb attempt but gets knee out of the air for the double knockdown. They both beat the 10 count back in the ring where Asuka blasts Becky in the head with a kick. And she gets the pin, and Becky freaks out to end the show. So Asuka is now a part of the Money in the Bank ladder match. And that, my friends, was Monday Night Raw. That match was pretty good. That match was a banger. I mean, we've seen it a few times now, but it was still a banger. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um... But I think the end goal for Becky, she she will get and she might be like the last one to get qualified. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, is two more spots left? Yep. Yeah, so she definitely will probably be the last There's one. There's going to be a Shotzi and Aaliyah are going to wrestle on Friday. And that's going to take one spot, and then they'll have that last chance qualifying match. Oh, okay. Usually that's what they do. I'll say that. That's what they usually do. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, like I said, it was a good match. Honestly, episode Monday Night Raw was, uh, you know, you know, best coming out there. I don't know, it was <laughs> like, like, sorry, we're making things worse. Um, but, you know, like I said, we had some good spots up ahead. Um, seeing Angelo Dawkins get the win over two souls. That's pretty good. Um, Made a bit pretty good. They had the right spot for where Austin Theory and um, Bobby Lashley had their confrontation. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Owens and Ezekiel slash Elias were great as always. So, yeah. Yeah, there were some strong things on this. I thought that they uh, still a big hole not having Judgment Day here in any form or fashion, though. I think they need to try to keep their momentum up, but they may be running into what they didn't realize is that it's going to be hard to keep those guys on the show in just a promo form because, you know, there's really not a really strong promo among the three of them. And uh, if they can't be physical in some form or fashion, it may not... Um, resonate with the fans or be a bigger, big of, as big of a return as they need it to be for just a talking segment. So that's going to be uh, that's going to be maybe something that they're going to have to figure out uh, going forward with Judgment Day. But I thought it was a big hole not having them kind of follow up, you know, the attack with another promo or you know something. 
vignette promo or something. But um, the five way I thought was really good too to start the show. Oh yeah, forgot about that. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, I'm up. Yeah, man, it is time for the Mo Meltzer news segment. So, Darwin, I'm going to get this out of the way. So, main event. Ready? Let's go ahead and do it. What you got? I'm on. I'm on I can't. I'm wait to see. I can't wait to hear your reaction on this. Okay. No. Judgment Day versus the Mysterios. Do drop versus Dana Brooke. That's the answer to your question. Is that is that is that main is that main event? Yes, that's the answer to your question. That might actually be uh, that actually might be worth watching. But why is Judgment Day on main event? <laughs> Damn, Vince, you didn't. Oh my God, Vincent gave up on the shit already. I don't know, but when I saw that, I was things like top faction. Or any or uh, main event, I was like, "What?" I said, "Oh, <laughs> I said, I said let's see, we'll see if Dawn will watch NXT this week." <laughs> uh that's actually kind of strong, but it's just sad that Judgment Day is down here on on main event, or maybe they had something planned for him, and with Rhea being injured, they kind of was like, "Well, we want to get you in front of the people, so here you go." Like yeah, I yeah. said, they, they needed them to be physical, so let's have a match. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's crazy. All right. Um, so, um, ever heard, um, we had um, two losses in the wrestling industry over the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. First was um, Dave Hamler, um, twin brother, what, were they twins? Yeah, were they baby Earl. Yeah, that's the twin. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so um, Dave having to work for the WWE for years. As Earl having the... Uh, I remember the the double twin um, referee. It was what? Saturday night's main event. Yeah. It was... Who was it? Andre. Andre Hogan. Yeah, Andre Hogan. Okay. And yeah. then that's when Andre won the belt and gave it to Million Dollar Man. Yeah. They said, you can't do that. <laughs> what y'all know about y'all retro WWF? They said, you can't do that on television, yeah. sir. <laughs> yeah, that's the original Spider-Man meme, was the uh, the two having the referees in the ring at Saturday night's main event. Man, uh, you know you know how you know how far in advance they used to record those? Yeah. It's amazing that well, I, you know, times were different. But the people who went never, like, talked about what they saw. Or you never heard people be like, oh, I went to the Saturday Night's Main Event. And, you know, this happened and that happened. It was like you That's never crazy. heard no spoilers. Yeah, everything. yeah, you never heard no spoilers about it. Or I guess maybe I wasn't old enough or in the right circles or anything. To, right, to, well, we, well, we didn't have the internet. Like I said, we didn't have the internet. So we went home. And couldn't type up on the TV what they on the computer what they saw, or record a podcast on what they saw or anything like that. So, right. Um, 
that kind of just helped that out there. It was still a bit of kayfabe, a bit of mystique, mystique when it came to um, your results and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, um, the past um, long-time WWE referee, Tim White. Mm, yeah, man. And a lot of wrestlers was pouring out tributes to both of them, but Tim White especially because even after he um, stopped refereeing, he was still working with talent in some way, like, you know, transport. I think JBL was saying how um, they wrecked him and uh, Ron Simmons, wrecked his ball a couple times. <laughs> yeah, so it like a lot of wrestlers was like posting pictures saying, you know, you know, saying saying um good things about them and you know, saying you know how they were instrumental in their careers and Um, Tim White um was the personal handler, manager, confidant of uh Andre the Giant during yes. his time in um, WWE, so all the way you know, through the 70s, all the way through the 80s, up until the time you know, Andre, you know, even when Andre retired and moved to North Carolina, basically Tim White was there with him um, helping him, driving him around and, and just being there for whatever he needed, and that's kind of was his, you know first claim to fame, and then he became a referee and then a lot of people knew him for, uh, you know, being a referee and everything. Um, a lot of the bigger guys in the company, the Biggies and the Braun Strowmans and the Big Shows and those guys, he was, you know, kind of in charge of those guys just because of his, his experience with Andre and everybody talks about just how nice he was, how many stories he had, and just, uh, you know, a lot of love, not, not um, you know, a lot of people had a lot of time for Tim White, so big loss. Both, uh, you know, referees from a era WWE that a lot of us grew up in as kids, and uh, it's the only thing about sucks about getting old. As you know, we get into our forties. The people that we watch our kids are getting into their sixties and seventies, and you know, some of them aren't making it to eighty, and that sucks. Right. Yeah. So. Um... Yeah, so like a lot, you know, our childhood, you know, we seeing, you know, pass away and everything, and, you know, even instrumental in a lot of matches and things, too, you know. But like at the time, they weren't giving, we weren't saying the referee's name on television, but knew who they were. Mm-hmm. Like, we were referees, but... Rest in peace for both of them. Um, next up. Um, so Rick Flair's last match has been moved to the Municipal Auditorium in Nashville. So they are they downsizing or are they upsizing? Upsizing. Damn. Who's he wrestling? We don't know. They still don't have an opponent. It's gonna, don't know. it's gonna be uh Jay Lethal, man. Never know, bro. They still haven't announced it, but they gotta get a bigger building. Hey, they said the tickets sold out. Damn. That's the reverse I mean, of money I mean, in the bank. Do you wanna wrestle him? 
<laughs> I am untrained, sir. I would probably drop Ric Flair upon his head, and I do not want to be the cause of Ric Flair being paralyzed. But uh, you be that guy, and then yeah, wondering why we get you know an increased listenership to the show. Like, what that? What did you do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, man, that's. I mean, it can only just again. Like I said last week, the strength of Conrad Thompson. Every, yes, everything that he touches in the wrestling business. You are married into the family. Yeah, everything <laughs> he touches in this wrestling business seems to go boom like dynamite. And this is another thing. So. You either going to save you on your mortgage or help you get your credit, pay off your credit card for debt, debt and, or he will create a podcast and have you. Um, have you getting listeners and listeners and listeners? Yeah, man. Started out with Bruce, and now look at him. Yeah, Bruce man. Eric Bischoff. Now he has a whole. He still, he still got to catch up to JC, but he definitely is in the mix. Oh, he probably he, he gonna catch up to JC, but you know, JC is you know just doing his own thing. You know? Yeah, man. JC, JC be getting me through work, man, because shoot, one show is like half a shift. I'll be like, it's, like, it's like it's like three or four hours. I'll be like, <laughs> it's like sometimes I have to fast forward because sometimes he boy his tangents. I'll be like, all right, I want it. Let me just skip you this. Skip you this. <laughs> but yeah, but JC definitely is like three, three, four hours. He's like, he's definitely doing some talking. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. So, um, when we talked about AEW, Brian Danielson is not clear for forbidden door. They have a lot of injuries on that front. Um, a lot of injuries. I really, I really, I really want to see Zach Sabre Jr. versus Brian Danielson. I really, really want to see, see that. I want to see it too, but it ain't going to happen. I don't bro. think it's going to happen, man. Damn. He said he might, out, he might be out for um he might be out for preventing door and blood and guts. So. Is his knee hurt for real? Is his knee? I think it was when he I think he when he, he fell on the on the on the ramp on yeah. that shitty ass night of rampage where they was fighting. Yeah. Right. Um like Lee Johnson, he's been out since May with a knee injury. He might not be around for the rest of the summer. Damn, Charlie Lee. Right. Matt Hardy, um, they say he might have been hurt at the Triple A, make Triple Mania, Triple A, Triple Mania match. Oh well, yeah. And also, um, Darius Martin. He, um, they say he hopefully he'll be back. They hope he'll be back by the end of the year, but it might not happen. Ah, uh, dang! Because he tore his knee up twice back to back, right? Yep. Same, same knee. One thing's up in the Okay, I hope so. Damn, that would be. Tough boy. Um, now see that's the now see that's the time like if you know, like okay we've been kind of getting Darius Martin hot or Dante excuse me Dante Martin hot while his brother is out with plans of his brother's gonna come back and we got another tag team to insert into the mix and we can give him a push tire job blah blah blah. Then if they come out for one week and then you realize, oh snap, his brother is gonna be out again for another nine to ten months. This is when you just be like, okay, we finna make Dante Martin like 
the TNT champ, and we're going to get him, like, real close to maybe being able to break into the singles main event zone, you know? Not just throw him a random-ass match against Adam Page because Adam Page needs to defend the title because it's getting time for him to defend the title. And, oh, well, here's who's going to have a match against Dante Martin and not have a chance to build it up and give Dante Martin some quality wins on TV and at least give a promo or two about it. I mean, you know? So, but that's kind of the, the way I would have done that if I was uh, Tony Khan once I realized that his brother was going to be out again and all those plans you might have for whatever the run of the tag team was going to be. It's going to be put on hold for another year. Like, we can, this dude, the fans get behind this dude. He, 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 he's a high flyer. He's still young. So, you know what I'm saying? They could, they could do so much with him to get him over, not really get him the championship at this point, but at least get it in people's minds that, man, Dante Martin could, you know, he, he, he needs a chance at the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So talk about what we talk about. Um, Mr. Jericho feels that NJF will be back. Well, he said if he does things go to WWE, he'll be back in AEW um, before, like not not long after. He went. I guess he said he won't have a, a, a long stay in WWE. Mm-hmm. And also, Jericho also mentioned that his contract too was coming up um, in twenty twenty four. Did you hear about Jericho and MVP? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I heard. Yeah, I heard about that. Um, they they, they um, cross paths. I want to say in Missouri. No, they like said that. it was in Houston that when oh, he, yeah, well, they, was in Houston. Uh, uh, MVP came through the show. Yeah, and so we um, like Jericho, like they they had some they had some things. Some it was some words exchanged over something that Jericho said on Twitter because of, um. During the election time, mm-hmm. and then um, he came and stepped to him, and that's when Jericho was get, getting on the elevator. Something about I don't fight jobbers and stuff like. Yeah, he said something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Man, MVP would fuck Jericho up. <laughs> and, now Jericho, now Jericho ain't scared. He ain't no punk. You know what I'm saying? If it came to it. He get in there and scrap him, but man, I think MJ, uh, MVP would do some jujitsu on his ass and tie him in a pretzel. Um. So watch NXT tonight. Um, the key lines will be turned next week. So all y'all thick, you know, love of the thick women in wrestling, y'all shall be joints. Um. <laughs> Jordan Devlin has a new gimmick. Um, he's now going by JD McDonald. Trying to get that stank off of him. Yep. Uh, can we can we can we pour out some for Mustache Mountain? Yeah. Um, I'm not a regular watcher of NXT UK, but I did see the clip that surfaced. Trent Seven doing the unthinkable. Turning on Tyler Bate, the God. Oh damn! 
that happened. Yeah, man. Oh shit. Yeah, man. So no more mustache, man. Uh, yeah, man. It's a great run. Well, yeah, I pulled out, pulled out a little liquor. Yeah, man. Yeah, gotta pour out some. Uh, we so were... One thing I'll say about NXT, um, I think Wesley and Trick Williams are going to have their little thing next. Man, Wesley has some real emotions out there. Listen, he was he was someone he he, he someone he was take a uh, two time NXT take take with his brother, his best friend, and then you know the whole world just collapsed him, um, underneath him. And then that's when Trick Williams came out there still in the spotlight. It's like, ain't no crying at wrestling, homie. What you doing? <laughs> um, Tell is a crazy thing. The crazy thing was, um, so during the anniversary, um, Trey Miguel was in the X, the Ultimate X match, and he hit this crazy Canadian destroy from the top rope that's been making us, making us clips around social media. Mm, mm, mm. The one that got away. They went all three, but if Trick Williams would have came out and been like, "Boy, shut up!" before I give you something to really crap about, I would have lost it. I'd have laughed. I'd have laughed that whole the rest of the rest of that episode. That might be I would have lost it. Uh, all right. So here's our um, our main event. For the Momentum segment, the Vince McMahon saga. Now, a lot of people, when this article dropped, a lot of people were saying, you know, like, hey, um, y'all surprised? Some of some, some of we surprised that like Vince McMahon be caught up like this. And I'm like, how? I'm like, do you know the board of professional professional wrestling? <laughs> I said, this is nothing new. This remaining scandal is nothing new. It's not, um, it's very synonymous. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. Um, it was just like, it came out in the Wall Street Journal that the, um, the boy was investigating the $3 million settlement. So apparently, um, Vince had hired, uh, the lady that was hired, um, is a paralegal. And she was given a salary of one hundred thousand. They were bumped up to two hundred thousand, and then was basically saying that they had a sexual relationship. Vince is saying that it was consensual. Um, this what also um, Jerry McDevitt, McDermott, um, the um, Vince's longtime lawyer, has been saying as well. It was a consensual relationship, but also brought up um, questions. Um, about Vince and Linda, like, are they still together when they separated? Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, they were saying that they were separate, but it was like rumors come around, but they were separated, but that's probably not the case. I don't know. You know, see Linda, the only time we hear about Linda's in the position, she, she's running for office somewhere. Vince, they were saying Vince was stepping down, pending the investigations. Um, he wasn't even creative, the head of creative, though. 
I was saying he was probably that from his cold dead hands. You got to say the one thing he could have done to improve the show, he ain't trying to do that. Yeah, so um, this definitely was named as interim CEO. And all of a sudden, it was like John, John Lauren Knight's name started floating around. Saying that, that though, he was involved in that Vince, um, once Vince was done with the young lady, he passed him on to her. He passed her on to him. And. Yeah, I hear Vince thinking he's Steve Nash, don't he? Right. Just throwing oops. What was that thing with Black? I think it was Black Howard. He said they were Eskimo brothers and I. <laughs> <laughs> I say, ah. <laughs> you know, oh God, I hate I'm about to say this. You know what it is? It's that picture of Dwayne Wade and LeBron. That's what <laughs> Vince is. Oh, yeah, that, 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 man. <laughs> that assist, that, that assist, and Dwayne, Wade is holding his arms up. Yeah, there. yeah. Going for the dunk. Yeah. Oh, Jesus yeah, so... Um, now, see, the jokes can fly like this because it was a consensual thing, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, you know, there was an assault or anything like that. So, you know, the jokes can come a little more freely. Yeah. Um. So, the Lower Nights was... wasn't expected to be backstage at SmackDown, but everyone <laughs> wondered what the was going to be for Monday Night Raw. Johnny Ace exactly. might not be expected to be back nowhere for that's when, that's when the news came out that um, Bruce Pritchard's going to be the intern um, here in town relations. I said, oh, Bruce Pritchard back in his old stomping ground. He's <laughs> probably like, fuck. More work. <laughs> it was like, yeah, I had a sweet deal. I was I was doing my podcast. And I was coming back on the on the um, Consultant basis, you know, I made my little appearance at was it Raw One Thousand or Raw Twenty, something like that. He made his appearance there, and next thing you know, this price to talk to the coming back, <laughs> and now he um will be the the, the interim head of talent relations. I know he probably mad as so hell. He just had surgery too. Yeah, Bruce is a uh, man. Bruce is getting up there. Bruce has got to be he, like. He, 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 Sixty-four, something like that. The Bruce probably said they like saying, you know, you know, you know. They pulled once I thought was what's that line they say? I just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Got three. Yeah. So um, and so they were talking about a history of Vince McMahon's cover up the um Jimmy Snooker Nancy Art. Argentino mm-hmm. uh, saga where she ended up being and it's kind of you know trying to turn kayfabe into real life saying that you know Snooker wasn't a savage and didn't really don't have a um, concept of you know civilization and things like that and came and down that, with the briefcase too yeah and you know he wrote that in the book he, Snooker wrote that he Came with a briefcase, and WWE swiftly came with that um, that um, statement saying that <laughs> no, no, no briefcase involved or anything like that. Um, WWE's um, first member referee Rita Marie 
Shannon, Shannon Horn, Shannon. Um, I think she was hired in like '86, I want to say. And then you know, I guess in order for her to keep her job, it's alleged that they told her she had to pop them off in the limo, and when it didn't happen, she was uh, sexually assaulted. Um. So, um, then, um, Steve Austin was married to Deborah. There was some allegations of domestic violence going on there that told her that to speak public about it. But um, I think when Steve when Steve left to take his ball home, take his ball to go home, he was briefly arrested for that. Mm-hmm. And then we had the steroid trial. Vince showed up with the neck brace. <laughs> Vince was the first one to pull that uh, have sympathy for me. I'm ailing. <laughs> Way before Suge Knight. So, yeah, so, you know, there's a lot that's been going on that's been going on with Vince, the dad, Vince McMahon's name, all in the mud. Um, the, the one question I have for you, though, sir. Say. Is this enough to get him to either A, step down as CEO, or B, sell the company? Do you think this is it? Do you think this is enough? Or do you think that if he can get through this, then, you know, for the next 10 years? So, I think it all, it all depends on if anything, anything damning comes from out of this. If if any more like damning evidence comes out of this, then we might he might have to sell a company. The board might be, but the thing is, he has a majority say on the board. Mm-hmm. If you know, he would have to either voluntarily step down, or well, I something else we had to have. I don't think the main thing say he has like a majority say on the board, like eighty something percent or something. Mm-hmm. But I'm also also I read that um, they were like um, um, there were five law firms looking to take up um, class action lawsuits against the WWE. Mm. In the midst of all this, so a lot. So we might just be getting the the beginnings of this, but it might be a lot more that's going to come trickling down. It's like um, Scott and Scott Rosen Law Firm, Shaw Law Firm, Bragger, Egan Esquire, and. Later time, such a room. Maybe like I guess when we talk to the um, shareholders, I guess trying to get uh, um, I guess getting there um, their um, staying on and whatnot. I mean, but this is going to be a lot. But here's the thing that tops everything all off. 
Yeah. So, but here's, no, but here's, here's, a, here's the other thing that came out that tops everything off <clears throat> that had everybody talking. In the midst of Vince, you know, everything with Vince and Johnny Ace and everything was going on, all this was going on and everything. Um, all of a sudden, um, Roger Gurry, who's from, um, who runs Wrestling Inc., reported that Sasha Banks was released. Now, he said reportedly released. It wasn't like no official, um, no official, like, um, like, statement came out and said she was, she was released from a contract. And so, um, there were, um, there's a lot of reports that Sean Ross had, had backed him up saying, you know, you know, he normally gets a lot of, um, had a lot of backstage age and, you know, we tried to reach out to WWE, but WWE didn't, um, didn't respond. They didn't have no comment or something like that. But then it was just like, you know, other people were saying, I think like WrestleVote schools also been known to have like sources backstage saying that she was releasing. I think, um, I think um, Dave Meltzer had said um, they were negotiating her release. So we don't know. She, um, you know, she's been she's been quiet. They she had eye, she had eye surgery. She had eye surgery last week. So she's been um, in the back. I don't know what's going to happen. Is she, is she gone? Or is she not? Yeah, a lot of speculation. Um, this was this was what last Friday when this came out. No, this came like. Wednesday or Thursday. It's yeah. Like, and it's, like right right after right 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 when the day was wrapping up, I think um I think Black Marvel, Black Howard had had um set us up in the in the group tweet was like um saying she was like she was reported release. Like I said, it wasn't no official like you know, WWE said WWE came to the turn of release with Mercedes you know, how I said and everything. And Bernardo. That, that, yeah. It was no, no release like that. So either her team is trying to negotiate that release or what. I guess she's probably trying to say, like, don't scroll show up on AEW. She's probably like, eh, I'm about to see this Hollywood money talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, with the Vince news, we get Stephanie in charge as the CEO, which in turn means that Triple H gonna get a little bit of his power back. Oh, hold up. So so let me talk about that. Let me talk about that. So I tweeted um so I tweeted so I tweeted um I said Triple H walking back at WWE headquarters like you know the, the clip of um Stephen A. Smith when he was the, the coach of the um <laughs> and he kinda of walking out and somebody put um some music over it. And it was just like he all day giving um um high um high five high fives and everything, um, walking through the crowd. And so that tweet did some came KVD numbers. Um it's like all of a sudden I just was a deep in my inbox, not my inbox, my mentions and 
laughing and stuff. And then he had one or two people saying, you know, first one young lady was like, he just came, he's, he was, he's trying to um, recover from being sick, you know. And I was like, okay. And somebody else coming like, well, we've been back since April. I'm like, I know. I, <laughs> I watched, I'm, I'm like, I, I respond to him, but I'm just looking like, I, I watch this, I cover this and stuff, I see the news and stuff, so I know he's been back, but I'm just saying with Stephanie, you know, having some intern power, mm-hmm. he gonna get some power back too. <laughs> right. That was just funny. I was just laughing. And people just reacted like laughing and saying, Oh my god, oh my god, yo, like Triple H is really um and it was like laughing and then somebody get tagged Brian last in it. It's like, I hope he ignored that tweet. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I hope he ignored that mention because. Well, you nah, know, but... they probably get so many tweets. I'm pretty sure they're not reading a third of what they get. So, yeah, the more likelihood that he saw that is probably real small. I'm, I'm so glad that he's they're so popular and then they just <laughs> don't acknowledge our independent. You know, podcast will be, you know, commentary with color. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Triple H, man, back in the mix. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what what, what he's going, what he's going to be doing. Well, the people that um, Stephanie's going to rely on are going to be Triple H and Paul. Those are her guys. Now, that, Bruce. that's going to be interesting to see what Paul Heyman's role is going to be in all this. Mm-hmm. Because Stephanie don't get down like with Bruce like that. Oh, yeah, we know. We know. Because she was the reason that he got fired. <laughs> right. In 2009. Right. Yeah, so they're not really that cool. They, so. they have to, well, she don't get down with um, Kevin Dunn either. It was Bruce Aiken, and they said they take Kevin Dunn, Kevin Dunn too. She'll get, she'll get along with Kevin Dunn either. <laughs> yeah, I know she'll get her and Bruce don't get don't too much get along, but you know she's been playing nice since um, her father brought him back. Mm-hmm. But they said Bruce, they said, but they said her and Kevin Dunn don't get along either. So I'm like, hey, but someone you get. They say, oh yeah, they say he's um probably being investigated for insider um trading. Mm-hmm. Does he sell a bunch of shares off? Yeah. So so please. <laughs> Please, if he can get indicted too, <laughs> get rid of the, the, the dizzy camera cuts. <laughs> now, if Stephanie was to take over full time, Vince step down, it'd be permanent. Stephanie take over full time. Um, that would actually thwart Nick Khan's takeover plan. It would. So I think I think his plan was to cause disturbance. Get Vince to step down as CEO, sell it in the interim, and then mm-hmm. he can run it because everybody because he would be the one who would sell it and deal with everybody. That's the businessman. Right. They were like, nah. <laughs> they was like, nah. Stephanie, he like, God damn it! <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So much of a, 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 a um a, um a thorn in my side. <laughs> he probably was, probably, was, probably was hoping that it falls through his hands except with the interception mm-hmm. like, nah buddy 
Yeah, but um, that's your man. has all been wrestling headlines. Vince McMahon must be, uh, I'm pretty sure he got a nice supply of them blue diamonds. And uh, he was like, hey, 100,000, 200,000, it don't matter. He said, I'm still going to run creative. <laughs> right. He said, he said, y'all think I'm stepping down, but I'm still going to be around. Right. Every day. Still backstage. I'm going to come out on my own TV show whenever I want to. Like, <laughs> so, like, yeah, what? Well, come out my own show. Come out my own show, and you know, just you know, make it and just show you that I ain't going nowhere. Kind of like the um, the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and then he says, "I ain't fucking going away. <laughs> right. I ain't fucking leaving." Yeah, he said, "I ain't fucking leaving," and all the people just start cheering. Yeah, that's basically what this Vince thing is. People come out and bowing and cheering, and it's like, do y'all not read? Do y'all not have the social medias? Like, why are y'all cheering this this right here? This is not a person to be applauded right now. There's a man out here, at the very least, he not being honest with his public. Hashtag. He get all handshakes and everything from the fans. Yeah, hashtag Vince let us down. Yes, this is the, this is that us down disappointed me, sir. <laughs> Where was that Pat McAfee uh, uh, lead in? It's brought to our attention that Mr. McMahon has been up to some untoward activities. He's right. let us all down. He'll no longer be the CEO and Duh, duh, duh. Yeah, where was that? Where was that solemn ass promo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Michael Cole. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 didn't get that in the middle of a, we didn't get that in the middle of the uh, broadcast. Right. You know, so Mr. McMahon, you know, let us down. Let let the let the, 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 the employees, the wrestlers, and the fans go you know, all down. We didn't get that, but make sure the brain like the Sasha and Naomi walking out. Um, what's up? Oh yeah, so another one more thing before we end this thing. Um, so it's a lot of been a lot of like talk about. I think Booker T had made some comments about Adam um, Cole. Oh, the body shaming, body shaming, and everything. And I'm like, Adam Cole has been one of the best, had one of the best runs. In NXT, and it's like body type. I was like, you don't have to be. He have to be, you know, six foot, whatever, and very muscular to, to get over. He was over because he was just a great fucking wrestler. Mm-hmm. You know, came on, um, came came to NXT and, and made a huge splash. I was surprised they even got signed when, when we first got signed. I remember when 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 um when Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish was there. I was like, okay, you know, I heard these two guys before. And next thing you know, when um Drew McIntyre won the title, and all of a sudden you hear um you hear Nigel it's a Nigel McGinnis and um, Mauro Ronaldo going, Adam Cole. I was like, this guy come I said, what are you gonna wear New Japan? Wait, Bully Club. <laughs> 
I said, Triple H, the made another one. <laughs> and he had one of the best runs. And he was saying, he, it was like, and the thing was, he could have left. He could have been left, but he, he didn't. He signed a, a, um, a short-term deal and finished the business with um, Kyle Riley with NXT. And it was just like, what's, what's going on? You know, and Booker T was talking trash and um, Hangman had said this quote that, that had me um, laughing. Um, He said, I, I, he said, I just hope that when I'm old and retired, I don't lower myself to some shit-ass podcast where I trash younger generation that's, ch- that's chasing the same fortune wrestling had afforded me. And Eddie Kingston had said, my man's living a good life. He gets to do what he wants to do. He gets paid to play video games, right? And he got DMD, which a lot of these dudes, all of these dudes on Twitter, they will give up anything for a minute with her. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I said Adam Cole has just been one. Like, I mean, I like how he's being booked right now with AEW, but you know, that's Tony Khan, that's his business, whatever. But he's um, doing his thing. I said he had a nice run, a nice run at NXT. So I'm not mad at that. I said you don't need. You know, all your wrestlers be six foot, whatever, and very muscular. You know, doesn't doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, need some variety. Need some some superstars, some mid card stars, some you know, just below mid card stars. You need your jobbers. Everybody can't be superstars, but you know, they don't see it that way. So. Yeah, full docket on the moments a new segment this week, man. <laughs> I said, hey man, it was like it was like as soon as we finished recording and I was just like and actually know that the news came out. I was like, why do y'all do this every time? <laughs> Floodgates open. Floodgates open and we gotta wait until Tuesday to, to recap <laughs> everything else that just that just what happened. But yeah. It's about time for MJF to make some news. He ain't said nothing in a couple of weeks. MJF been quiet. Been quiet. Yeah, so it's about time for him to, to do something, say something, put out a video, something. So I don't expect that to be coming down. Right. He's just been very quiet. <laughs> in the next day or so. So uh, he's been very, very quiet, which is uh, something I didn't expect uh, when this first started. So. Um, We'll see what he's thinking and, and what type of news he breaks uh, going forward. But I think the next big thing will probably be the confirmation whether or not Sasha is released or not. Yeah, man. And then there goes up there. And that issues a whole another set of questions about whether she even wants to continue wrestling or if she wants to try to go full time into Hollywood or, you know, just kind of where she's at at this point in her career. She's just gone just leave wrestling in the rearview mirror like Medusa and have a whole second career and become a legend in that too. Or, the thing is, huh? the thing is like, I'm looking at this and it's like, aside from, it's like Bianca's the only like black girl on the main roster that's like wrestling and it's like they have other black girls that come in, but they're not nearly as ready to come up to the main roster. Mm-hmm. 
up. And it's just like, just, I don't know, it's just, it's just, it's just the situation is hard to watch. It's just like, you know, what's going to happen? Because Naomi, Naomi almost won't be on. Um, Kevin Hart has a, a, a game show that's coming out on E. Um, face some kind of some kind of game show, but she gonna be on A. Hmm. So, well, uh, the more opportunities you can make for yourself, man. Yeah, so you know, just wonder what's gonna happen next. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this time, Mr. Move to the underscore Reese. I'm going to turn it over to you, sir, for your shout-outs. Thank you. Uh, shout-out to Udon. Um, shout-out to everyone else. Y'all, family, um, um, CSPN, um, Jay, Sandy, Terry Boy, Anwar. Oh, y'all did record it. Okay. I have one of your um, Jay. Um, yeah, yeah. Me and Miss Jay, we snuck one in. Got it out for you guys. So. I think I'm going to listen because yeah. I've been listening to Jay, you know, talking. So I want to, you know, see what she had to say. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, let's go. Yeah, so, you know, shout out to, you know, shout out to everybody in the spaces with us, Black Marvel, Black Howling. Uh, Kyle ran. Yeah, Kyle ran. <laughs> Miss Alyssa. His name was right there. And I was just like, when it comes to my list, I was like, you know, like, this say Kyle ran. It was like, um, yeah, um, shout out, um, the, um, Daryl Lane. He went to the, um, anniversary. Right. Yeah. Um, got some pictures with folks too. Names at the meet and greet. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, all we to see when we get get out to the wrestling shows, and we can, um, you know, we can, um, you know, get pictures and things like that. Yeah, so that's like uh, our man. Um, oh my gosh, quintessential R. He was at Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Yeah, Chicago. So. Yeah, man, our folks be out and about, and uh, we, go, you know, we go to these wrestling, we go to these wrestling events. <laughs> yeah, we love to see everybody representing, using the hashtags, giving us the live updates and, and things like that from the crowd. Uh, when they go to the live events, that's always a bunch of fun. So continue to do that, share commentary with color. It's always fun. It's, it, it we always be fun when we be in the spaces. We try to come popping up in the spaces, you know. I'm like, why well, you pop up in the spaces? You know, it's not going. It's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's good to see. You know, we we all can get out and get to get to the events and just have a good time. Watch, you know, the action up close and personal. Give us the give the like live. Give us a perspective of the live crowd versus the what we see on TV. Mm. There's always something different, you know. Mm-hmm. Always something different. Yeah. Yeah. It's always good to see the wrestlers in a, in a different, um, in a different light, you know. Especially like when the camera's not on them and they interacting with the crowds. Like I told you, Drew McIntyre is definitely great with the fans. You know, he's definitely like one of those ones with the fans who's like talks to him every day. You know, it was also also like I, like I always talk about 
Um, I was doing a TikTok and Angelo Dawkins pops up in there and I got a, um, a quick hang, a quick five from Montez Ford. So I was like, you know, cool with that. <laughs> TikTok famous. Yeah, I wish it, I mean, I wish that one could be more, more famous, but, you know, I just look at it and it's like, you know, hey, I got to interact with my favorite, my favorite tag team. You even got to talk to talk to Sasha after the show at that main event. And she was like, she was like, because my teeth all right. I was like, your teeth was fine, girl. Your teeth was fine. You look good. You look good. <laughs> she wanted to make sure she was good because she got kicked. She had got kicked super hard by um, who was that? I know it was um, I know Bianca was in there, but I think it was Becky. Just wanted to make sure she didn't have a real Ripley dental situation going on. Huh? Right. My team good. She looked at me. She could she looked at me saying, My team. <laughs> it was just so it was just so random. I was like, Yeah, you good. Surprised you didn't have like you know when um Charlie Murphy is like, I saw the Rick James R. You know how I he, did. I was just know, like, you know yo, how he's doing his hands, like, come here, come I was here. Like, Sasha's talking to me. I'm like, uh, and, and even though it was a quick conversation, I was like, Sasha Banks is talking to me. I was like I will forever, I will forever be, you know, in her like on her side. <laughs> yeah, man. But um, I appreciate you know, you know the community. Like I always tell you this, Don. I appreciate the community that we built up you know, because just the the people that we interact with and everything. Um, it's just great just to see everyone just go out, enjoy wrestling, and have a good time. Like I just try, I just try to stay away from wrestling Twitter because wrestling Twitter is just a whole other, a whole another headache. You know, I mean, people they they, I mean, they just really, really in into this, and I'm just like, okay, that's cool, that's fine, but at the same time, I'm just like, you know, I watch it, I follow it, you know, we talk about it in our spaces every day, but we don't let it like consume our day to day. I mean, some people get paid. To, they get paid to do that. That's totally fine. But me, I'm just like, listen. I love wrestling. But I love to consume my day day. I have other things to, you know, focus on. Momota underscore Reese. Thank you once again, trooping through Monday Night Raw, coming through on Tuesday to talk to it with me. You know, I greatly appreciate the time that you spend here on the CSPN with me each and every week. Thank you to Miss Jade to the Mac. Shout out to her. So we got a new episode of SmackDown Matters in the Cans. So you guys go check that out. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Riddle was the main event. Uh, shout out to Ms. Simi, my co-host on the NXT cast and also on the Dark Match where we review AEW Dynamite, but that can only be found exclusively on our Patreon page. That's patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. Join the Patreon page to become a patron, support the CSPM monetarily, and you'll get the extra content provided by us. You'll get to hear me and Mota the underscore Reese chop it up about the Golden State Warriors and their latest championship and uh, various other things. A little bit of talk about TNA and Slammiversary. There are 20 years uh, that we never saw coming. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of good content <laughs> over on the uh, Patreon page that you guys can get into for a little bit. Low more. price, eh? Go get into it. That's right. That's right. For about a tank, the price of a tank of gas, uh, a gallon listen, of gas, listen, you, can, you can get listen, this extra content. You get, you get extra content from us from as much as you, you know, pay for, you know, one of your favorite meals from like Popeyes or McDonald's or something like that. That's right. That's right. That's right. Now, if I get enough of y'all, 
then I can do this from home every day and then create even more content. And then, you know, that would be awesome. That would be great. That would be my dream. But, you know, only about 909,087 people away. We would have to really, in order for us to get those numbers, we would really have to revamp and come back with some, some quality content. You know, kind of, we had to really had to put our all into this. I mean, right now, it's all fun and everything, but mm-hmm. if, in order for you to retire and do this full time for, for, we have own, to become jobholic and waiting. Listen, we would have to definitely get into some sponsorships and be like, okay, who can we talk to behind the scenes? You know, mm-hmm. you know, you know we had, we had to be, we, we'll be our own, you know, like song raw sap and um and all of the uh, and the rest of these outlets. We had to we had to come and cut on those on those lanes. Mm-hmm. We have to get you to do some writing. Oh my god, I, I'm done writing because <laughs> I'm done with school and everything. But if I can see you down talking about some, hey, I need you to write. Article about such and such. I'm like, what? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what? <laughs> right about what? I can I can always enlist Samuel Kalunga. He's he's a good blogger. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, he's, he's like, listen, like we gotta remake the team for this one. Like, <laughs> yeah. we, like we get money, <laughs> so yeah. we have to put. <laughs> yeah, we. I'd have to like really uh, be like a, a coach putting together his coaching staff. Man, like, okay, I need. Well, listen, you be like, you, I need you this person. Like, I need this person. Like, okay, I'm. I'm really like, okay. So, who who like who amongst us has access? Y'all, y'all have to watch TNA. Y'all have to really come and golf with it and talk about everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but again. Support the show through the Patreon page. Yeah, we, have, we have fun. We have fun talking this, talking wrestling, and everything else. So, you know, support the other shows. Hit um, Comic Book Chronicles. I know the score. Support the other show. We have um, other shows up on here as well too. So yeah, go back in the archives and listen to some of the uh, CSPN alumni shows too. So yeah, might, yeah. you might even be able to find the um, the very first episode that was on the WrestleCast or my many appearances. They don't used to call me up and be like, hey. Yes, it's a good good thing about this uh, podcasting game. If you know how to do it right, it can pretty much be evergreen. Because you know, sometimes I go back and listen to like a Money in the Bank preview from like 2017 or something, and just listen to who was on top, what we were complaining about, how much is different, how much has changed. That's one thing so, I like to do is go back, is go back years and just to see where the business where the business evolved from. This is what I like to do around like SummerSlam, some Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, especially those main pick Just go back like 10, 20, 30 years ago, some some cases and see where the business was at, who was on top, what was going on, what was the um what was the main storyline here, who was the focal point. You know, it was just a, it's a, it'd be a lot of fun to revisit those old shows and just it's like wow this is where it came from and see who's still around <laughs> yeah 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 um too bad man i don't have the 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 time i used to you know we do you know the retro cast and things like that to kind of you know 
do a little bit of that, but I just don't have that spare time like I used to. But that's yeah, why yeah. people who need to join the Patreon page, and then I can have all that time to do cool stuff like that. Listen, we got we got live, man. We got we got bill, we got real bills. So. <laughs> yeah, so that's fun stuff we used to do back then. We had we had to put inside exactly. Yeah. So just continue to rock with the CSPN. Like Mo said, check out all the other podcasts here on the network, Comic Book Chronicles. Shout out to those guys put in a lot of hard work each and every week for uh, to produce that show. Shout out to Dwayne over on uh, Know the Score, my co-host there. Uh, we'll be having a wrap-up of the NBA Finals, and uh, we'll be talking some Stanley Cup as well later this week. So I'm looking forward to talking to him. And uh, shout out to Miss Didi Jonay, shout out to Miss V, shout out to Jupiter Julep, shout out to Madame Lizette, shout out to all the members of the GLOW, uh, shout out Cammy D, Miss Laura Singh, um, shout out Sam, shout out Greg, shout out Classic. Uh, continue to use the hashtags, Rawcast. Hold up, Mel, because Mel always yeah, gets shout out. Shout out to Rawcast. Use the hashtag Rawcast, NXTCast, SmackDown Matters. Share commentary with color each and every week. Also, Dynamite Cast uh, for uh, AEW fans, as we have a live tweet going on there each and every week. Hashtag only cast um, for this weekend for um, yes for Forbidden Door. So uh, check out me and Miss Simi. So so hold on one more thing, and we'll call you out about the um, hashtag. So you're gonna try to work for something. We're gonna try to work with something with the other with the other paper please. We'll try to work with something. Well, you're in the, that's gonna be your department, sir, because <laughs> I have established these hashtags. I'm fine with them. <laughs> they have worked and done us wonders for this many years running. Well, I'm not, I'm not talking about the ones that we already have established. I'm gonna like the dual one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be your department. My brain is all wrung out when it gets you know how hard it was to come up with these hashtags you've established. <laughs> Like, I'm good with what I've got. I'm not really focused on changing them, but if we come up with something new, we can go with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, in a couple of weeks, we'll be using everybody's favorite hashtag, Money Cast Holes, to yes. share our commentary with color on Money in the Bank. But uh, until then, like I said, Rawcast, NXT Cast, SmackDown Matters, and Dynamite Cast is where you can find us sharing our commentary with color on the shows that come on your main cable each and every week. So for my co-host, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese, I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and this has been The Rawcast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. I went toe-to-toe with the tribal chief, man. Pit for pat. I even hit him with one of the sickest RKOs ever. But Roman's Roman, he's the tribal chief, and at the end of the day, he hit me with a spear that almost broke me in half, and he beat me. I let myself down, I let all of you down, but most importantly, I let my best bro, my mentor, my brother from another mother, I let Randy down. And I might be down, but I'm definitely not out. 
And like I said before, you're gonna have to kill me to stop me, Roman. And hey, Roman, maybe I can't challenge you for your undisputed universal WWE Championship, bro. But you know what I can do? I can win money in the bank. And hey, hey, I know it's I know it's a long shot, you know, but if I win that money in the bank contract and I can cash in on Roman Reigns, I could end his reign of terror in WWE and finally get that sweet vengeance that Randy and myself so truly desire. Riddle, riddle, riddle. You've been hanging out with Snoop Dogg again. with Wiz Khalifa and Smoke Dizzle, right? Because they're the only guys I know that have that kind of top shelf stash that can have you so divorced from reality. Riddle, you're not gonna make it to money in the bank, much less win it. Because there's a seven foot three inch, 403 pound Nigerian giant standing in your way. However, it's not all bad. It's not all that. You will get high tonight when Omar snatches you up off your feet and slams you back down to reality. Talk about a bad come down. Touche, touche. But hey, I got a little message for you, MVP, and for your giant. I'm gonna get high when I raise my hand high in the air after I beat you almost with the three most destructive letters in all sports entertainment. 